The Team Never Quit podcast is sponsored by Navy Federal Credit Union. Navy Federal Credit Union's cash rewards card will help you slay this holiday season. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. All right, everybody, welcome back to the TNQ podcast. I'm your host, Marcus Luttrell. Every week, it's my job to fire you up, to ignite the legend inside of you, and to push you to your greatness. Join me every week as I take you into my briefing room with some of the most hard-charging people on the planet. They're going to show you how to embrace the suck of life, teach you the values of working your ass off, and charge through whatever life throws at you. This is the Team Never Quit Podcast. Podcast. So buckle up, buttercup. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode. Marcus, Melanie, how are you guys today? I'm blessed and unstoppable. Yes, sir. Melanie? I'm good. She's good. Mm -hmm. Christmas is right around the corner. Mm -hmm. And our Patreon question today is, what is your favorite Christmas tradition that you have with your family? We are a family of traditions. We have a lot. So... I can't answer that with one answer. I mean, we do everything. We decorate like crazy. It's Our house is full of Christmas cheer. Um, we take the kids and drive around and look at Christmas lights. We do the Santa pictures. We um, bake cookies together. I mean, we do all the things. All the things. Everybody's Christmas traditions bundled up into one family. We watch all the movies. We have Marcus has like... Certain movies we watch on certain days. Bro, let me tell you something. <laughs> I started, as the minute the, the kids came on the ground, I started living that lifestyle. I went completely sealed at. Mm-hmm. Like, I literally keep a journal of every Christmas movie, including Die Hard. That's a Christmas movie, by the way. Mm-mm. One and two. But from the, from the day after Thanksgiving, we there, every day has something you have to do, including December 1st, we got to go get the tree. Not not the day before, not the day after. That's and we get a real tree. And then the kids have to cut down the real oh, tree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I bring so many of those traditions in, just, just hoping some of them will stick. Mm-hmm. Like, we'll, we'll put wrapping paper outside the kids' doors. And oh, yeah. Ink. Marcus shuts the kids in their room by wrapping <laughs> their doorway so they can't bust through it until the morning. Yeah, that's because they're my gift every day. <laughs> that's right. I get to see them come out of that present. every. That's what I tell myself as little maniacs. But And then we do the elf. Elf on the I shelf. I mean, Santa comes in, and I just, I, yeah. Yeah, we From, love Christmas. That's a big one. What kind of holiday shoppers are you guys? An Amazon shopper. What right. about you, brother? Um, I absolutely love Christmas. Like I am so I'm one of those people that's down for Christmas in September. You know, when people <laughs> start putting up their trees and the Christmas songs come on, I love it. Um, it's probably one of my favorite times of year, to be honest. And uh, you know, the traditional wise, anything from, you know, midnight mass on Christmas Eve, that's a really yes, good amen. memory of mine as a as a child, going with my grandparents. Uh, all the way up to Wham last Christmas on my Spotify when I'm walking. Yeah. I love it. We I look Christmas Midnight Mass is one of yeah. my all time favorite things as well. And I told um, Marcus this year we don't know if we'll be at home or in Louisiana, but I said we have to go to Midnight Mass this year because so we, good, right? Yeah, we haven't done that together, and we've recently gotten really. Um, committed back into church and I was like we have we have to do this it is a must thing 
for you to experience because it's so it gives you all the feels. It's good like, energy, man. It's good energy. All the feels. It's so yeah. amazing. It's a good way to start Christmas. All right, I will say this one too. Christmas Eve Eve. Since I was mm -hmm. in ninth grade, the guys I grew up in our crew, we all rally up and go jump in the water. Mm -hmm. We call it our ritual cleanse. The and plunge. we've been doing this since yeah the plunge. And we literally go find the nearest body of water, and we haul off into that sucker. Some some years it's been warm, and some has been frozen. He's he's drug Hunter into yeah, it. Yeah, now I got my kids doing we were, it. Yeah, ever since we got together, I mean, Hunter was twelve, having to jump into the freezing cold said, pool and, or whatever. And we guys, were. like, if we're separated by coast or a country coast, then they got to take a video of it. Like, you have to walk outside and video yourself jump, jumping in the water and get out. Yeah. Good Getting thing in the water is a big year. thing, man. It's <laughs> yeah. a good thing now, right? A lot of people do it every day, right? Yeah. Yeah, now it's healthy for everybody. It's like, <laughs> apparently so, cool. but apparently. it doesn't feel like that. <laughs> right? I know. That was a good Patreon question. I think so, too. Hey, if you guys want to check out Patreon, it's patreon.com slash teamneverquit. You guys get access to some exclusive behind-the-scenes content, some cool swag, and most importantly, you guys get to join a private community of people just like you. We've got a great guest in store today. Came from inside the circle I'm excited about it. Paul Harris, known as the Warrior Walker, is a former Royal Marine walking the outer perimeter of the UK, and he has already completed over a thousand miles so far. Paul, welcome to the show. Hi, it's good to be here, man. I've been waiting for it's a while to meet you face-to-face -face with you, man. I hear your name when we wake uh, up. Yeah, you're uh, Paul Walker. That's what we're We call you Paul yeah. Walker. You're referred to as Paul Walker in the house. <laughs> I mean, we get up in the morning now for, cold, for coffee and, and I'll be like, how's, how's uh, Walker doing? And like, oh, he's right I'm here. And, on. Yeah, I'm, I'm struggling at the moment, but it's all good. Not anymore, you're not. <laughs> well, no, not anymore, man. <laughs> but yeah, no, I love it. And uh, yeah, just uh, it's, it's a pleasure to be here. Well, yeah, thank you again for doing this. And, this, and uh, I can't wait for everyone to hear your story and what you're doing right now. I and mean, we'll back it up, too, and how you got into it. But sure, that's sure. Uh, the best part about this and the route that you're going, man, is the, the, the kick you're in. It sucks. I mean, you're in that mode yeah. where it's like, man, this is getting brutal. But once we catapult this thing out and everyone starts finding out about it, it's just to keep pushing you and pushing you. It turns into a different kind yeah, of motivation. Man, uh, and you, you know, know that. You're a Marine. As, it started off as a walk, right? And um, it's always going to be a walk, but I always say to people when I meet them and I meet often meet quite a lot of people on the path or in the villages or the houses I stay in, you know, it's all about the humans, man. There's some great ones out there. Yeah. I can't wait to hear some of the stories. That's, that's, that's the biggest one. So on your journey and your path and people find out about it and come up to you and help you. Uh, and then and that, and yeah, the, the story is probably that, that, that pulls a lot of time back too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, um, it's just, honestly, I, I, I feel like I'm, I've got, I'm like a person living right now and I'm, I've gone back in time and, you know, cause we don't really have people that wander anymore, you know, that people don't wander the path. They, they, they're set in their ways. Um, they do the job that they do nine to five if they hate it or they love it, you know, but there's not really a wanderers anymore, you know? And I, I feel like I'm that guy that's like breaking the matrix and the mold and I'm walking all around the country and I'm breaking bread with people in their homes every night. Uh, in a coffee shop, in their house, you know, really rich people and really poor people that don't have anything, but they give everything. And I, I just feel blessed that I'm I'm able to sit and break bread and, and tell stories over dinner. That's so amazing. Okay. I, I have a million questions to ask, but I want to go way back. Um, yep. So you're, I like to hear like the, what built you, like your foundation, your sure. childhood. Do you mind talking about that? Not at all, as it's you guys, I don't mind. Uh, 
No, yeah. So, well, it, it's hard to explain because how long we got, right? But I will try and decompress it down. But I think, to be honest with you, the I had a really rough, um, tough upbringing, to be fair. My my mum my and dad, they split up when I was six. Um, and my mum met uh, a man um, and he became my stepfather. And then from that age of probably six all the way up until I was about 20, uh, you know, even when I joined the Marines already, there was he was just they just didn't have a very good relationship it was very toxic um my mum became an alcoholic uh and there was a lot of domestic abuse involved in in and around that uh and I saw that on the regular and it you know we were, we just me and my brother we didn't really have much of a childhood you know and uh in essence talking about it now is quite raw but I feel like that that built me to the person I am to to propel me forward because I grew up I had an amazing grandma and she's my mum's mum who was kind of my mum, my dad, my sister, my brother, my friend. She'd often take us out of that and she kind of brought us up a lot. But that childhood is, I feel, why I'm very passionate, positive and have a lot of empathy for everyone because I made a promise to myself to never live a life like that and to try and shape the life the way I wanted it to be. That's amazing. So you just have one brother? So I've actually got, so I grew up with one brother, but I've actually got five in total now. Oh, wow. So they're stepbrothers, but, you know, call them brothers. They're brothers to me. How old is your your brother? So, yeah, I'm 38, and my brother, who I grew up with, is 36. Okay. He's the reason for a lot of my uh, decisions, or the early ones anyway, because I he joined the army when, I was, when he was younger, so he joined the army at 16. Uh, I was an 18-year-old lad, and uh, the military had never really been on my radar. But he was getting a lot of attention from my family. And I, I'm a lot older now, so I get it. But at the time, I, I was seeking the validation. You know, I was kind of trying to get their attention from my brother to me, even though it wasn't a, you know, a good environment. So I thought to myself, well, uh, brotherly love, I've got to do something better than him. And it was either the Marines or the Paras. And I just thought, you know what, I'm just going to join the Marines. <laughs> and that, that, that was how it started. Oh, my gosh. You know, people, people don't want to. You know, I I was in training with Marines and they wanted to be a Marine since they were eight years old. And it's a family tradition and, you know, they're mad for it. And I was just this guy that was just like, I'm just going to see if I can do it. <laughs> I just want to beat my brother. <laughs> yeah, basically, honestly, it was that. I just I just wanted it was that kind of competitive edge. Uh, and, and, and looking back on it now, it's kind of shaped my life in the things that I've done that I've realized that I am very competitive and, and I, I do want to push the boundaries. So how does that work? Where did you grow up in the UK? Uh, in a place called Bournemouth, which is right down south. So two hours from London. Is that country? Yeah, country. Yeah, country. Right Countryside, little town. So when y'all leave, when y'all sign up to leave for the for the services, there, yep. what's the age uh, limit on that? So you can join when you're 16. Like fully uh, join in? Fully join. Dang. Yeah, you got to be a little bit older over here. 18 18 over here. Mm -hmm. Which, dude, okay, so yeah, you have to be 16 and then you can kind of go on active service when you're 17. Um, And yeah, I joined up when I was 18. So I was just a young lad, you know? How's uh, that? So, what's the deal? Do you get on a bus and they pull you into the city? Where do y'all, how does that work? How do you sign up? Yeah, so you go to like a a, a careers office uh, and you stay, it's like all the militaries, you know? So, Army, Navy, Royal Air Force. And you state to the relevant unit that you want to join, that you want to join the Marines. So I went and spoke to the guy. I was like, I want to join the Marines. And then you have to do like a basic English maths um, test. 
Um, one, when you complete that, you then get invited to Limpston, which is the commando training center for the Royal Marines. That's in one spot, uh, right? That's in Exeter, yeah, yeah, in Devon. And then you go and do a three-day PRMC, which is a three-day potential Royal Marine course. And in a nutshell, you just get hammered. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's like a baptism of fire. You're there for three days and you're just doing everything and anything. Uh, not much sleep, loads of press-ups, pull-ups, running, yeah. crawling. Um, and, you know, quite quickly, I think there's something like 150 or 60 people on the three-day one that I went on. And I think about 85 of us passed, so pretty much half. Oh, wow. Yeah, was, the, the, the programs are designed to flush the chumps. It doesn't make them bad yeah, people either. I, I mean, it's just some things are designed for certain things and some things aren't. Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, people see it as brutal, right? But it should be, obviously, because you go and end up fighting or you end up going into a hostile environment, so you've got to be strong anyway. But I think it's the best way, man. You flush out the kind of rubbish as such. That, uh, I, I think that term brutal and all those horrible words that you hear that describe our programs, you can only apply those if, if we applied that program onto, onto you when yes. you didn't want it. Like, we volunteer for it. And people was like, man. Yeah, no, like, exactly, man. Like, we can't, I kind of knew what I was getting well, into. Like, that's just the standards you have to go through. It doesn't make it bad or good or anything like that. That's just what it takes to get to become that. That's why it has a yes. title. Exactly. And uh, the one over here is, you know, the British Marines is 99.99% um, need not apply. And uh, <laughs> it's very, very prevalent. All right. Yeah. What's your one? Have you got, have you got like a slogan, a saying or? For ours, is the only easy day was yesterday. For the SEAL teams. For the SEAL teams? Yeah. I like that. Because that's, I mean, it's Uh, gone. And the only easy days yesterday is gone. When we were going through training, and obviously you can't appreciate this when you're getting your nuts stepped on, but when you're you're laying there and you realize that yesterday is gone, which means it's, you don't even think about what happened. I mean, you don't even bring it up because the day you're in has got plenty of stuff for you. And we we damn sure didn't even concentrate on the, the other, the, the for, former yeah. day coming in because we didn't even know oh. we were going to be there. So we would do it. No. Some guys would do it evolution by evolution or, or child to child, whatever. And um, once we routine that enough into our heads, it's like, man, I don't give a damn what happened yesterday or tomorrow. Let's deal with it right now. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, so I, after the three days, and you, get, you then join the Marines and, and start the training. Um, so when I joined up, it was 32 weeks um, of training. And uh, you're just put up in this block. Um, everyone's together. There's like 60 of us or something like that. And it's just two weeks of hell, um, which is known as foundation block. And yeah. when you pass out of that, you then go into like your your room and your block. And that's where you are for the rest of training. But, you know, what you said there about <clears throat> there's no easy day or, or, you know, you don't really think about yesterday because you're so focused and so busy with the chaos but all you can do is just focus on that, that day because they're, you know, the training teams and everything, everything like that. They're trying to mess your life up, you know. Sure. And you have to just focus on on that day, and, and that kind of goes into when you become a marine and you're in hostile environments, and you, you know you're only focusing on right now anyway. Otherwise, your teammates could die, right? So, the, the method behind the madness definitely works. Sure, that's a brilliant way of saying that too. Because in the beginning, the reason it's chaos is because there's people there who're not supposed to be. Yes. Because you ever notice once they leave, it is it, the chaos settles down. Well, it's calmer. A calmer, because Everyone the people who weren't doing, supposed right? to be there have left, and then yeah, you, yeah. that's when you start seeing it, and everything kind of settles down. It's like, all right, we got the right people here, and then we can start training. It's yeah. still kicking the shorts. Well, I, I, so I did the thirty-two weeks, and there was, a, I think, sixty-five of us or something like that. Um, I actually did. Uh, I think it was like week twenty. You know, 
I we, we had Christmas leave, so you have two weeks off for Christmas. Oh, y'all are uh, that's that's weak, man. Y'all got off for Christmas. Put that. We're gonna replay that segment over and over and over again. Go ahead. I'm sorry. It was quite a turn. I couldn't get past the part where y'all said you got breaks for Christmas. Yeah, man. We, you know, that was. I'm older than you, so it was obviously harder when I went through. Okay, I'm gonna hang that over your head forever. (laughs) Clearly, man. I'll I'll take it anyway. It's fine. But you know, I, I, it, it kind of didn't work in my favor because I went on two weeks Christmas leave, right? And uh, it's around about this time of year, obviously. And and I was this young 18 year old lad. I was looking ripped. I was very confident due to the fact that you become that when you're in that sort of training sure. and you go on to city street, so to speak, I kind of discovered girls. I was like, this is amazing, man. I'm getting, I've got this like swagger about me. Uh, you know, I think I'm a Marine already. And, you know, I just go away for two weeks with the lads and just get on it every night party and just do things I shouldn't. And then I went back <clears throat> first day, first week, we we're going on an exercise uh, in a place called Bovington in the f- early January. It's absolutely freezing. I'm like, I'm out. I- I'm just, I'm not doing this. And uh, I go and see my Sergeant Major. I tell him like, sir, I want to leave. He's like, recruit Harris. Why do you want to leave? And I tell him, we have a conversation. And then he says to me, okay, what I want you to do is I want you to go away and you need to call someone you love, call someone that cares about you tell them what you've just told me and then come and see me tomorrow. And if you want to leave tomorrow, then I will sign the papers and you can leave. So I was like, okay, thank you, sir. And I go back and I'm just walking back and I'm like, I'm leaving, man. I'm done with this. And I get back to my room and I call my nan, I call my granddad. And it was my granddad. He said to me, do you want to be known as Paul Harris or do you want to be known as Marine Harris? And I was like, man, so I I wanted to be known as Marine Harris. I went back and said, "I, I don't want to quit. And I, and I cracked on and passed out. Oh, that made me cry. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, my, so my sweet. Nana I'm here anymore, but, they, they, you know, they constantly live inside my heart, man. And uh, the lessons that they, you know, they, like you mentioned about Christmas previously, I just love humans, man. Like we live in a, in a world that's very fast paced um, due to technology and people just seem to be in a rush all the time, just like we are to get things done. But it is often just like my walk, you know, it's, it's, it's the journey that counts, man. And it's those little conversations you have with your family. And, and, and hopefully, you know, I found it on my way around, the sort of person that I am. But people don't tell people they love them enough, man. Like, you know, they, 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 they don't give them a hug. Cause I always hug everyone, man. Even in COVID and all that good stuff. I'm like, can we hug? They're like, yeah, we can hug. And this is going for the hug. Men, women, kids, I don't care, man. And, uh, you know, people just don't tell people they love each other enough. And they don't value the, uh, value the life that they have right now, not tomorrow or yesterday, you know? And you wouldn't even be in this situation if it wasn't for your nan and your granddad just giving no, that one little sentence, little pep talk, you know, who just do you a little, be? little, you know, little nuggets, man, that those yeah. old people have that they've, cause they've lived a life and they know the things to say at the right time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks granddad. Dropping that little nugget on me. Now I'm having to walk yeah, the perimeter man, of so the I damn went country. On, thanks a lot. Uh, <laughs> thanks for that. <laughs> but that's amazing. You know, and I, yeah, I, I then became a, a Marine and, uh, you know, it was tough training, man, but there was 65 of us that started, and I think it was about 16 to 18 of us that finished. And you deployed? Yep. Uh, so I went, I was based in a, a place called Faslane, which is in the northwest of Scotland. Um, so it's where all the nuclear subs are and all that sort of thing. Uh, and also a place called Forty Commando, which is in Taunton. Um, and over the four and a half years that I served, I went to Iraq, I went to, um, man, where did I go? Sardinia, Dubai, Colombia, Northern Ireland, Senegal, Caribbean. Yeah, all over the place. 
That's great, right? I mean, it's basically signing up to go on adventures. That's how I always Mate, looked honestly, at it. Man, like as a young uh, lad, as a young human, you want to go for that stuff. One hundred percent. I was like, not only that, they're going to give us a boat to ride on and airplanes to fly in. They're like, hey, you know, yeah. the billionaires they got planes like we do too. They got I mean, ours have guns <laughs> on them, man. You can't even believe it. Some of them yeah, are kind yeah. of painted funky up, but whatever. And yeah. literally traveled around the world, port to port. And then, well, obviously, we had to fight. You paid, man. You're like that. Oh, I'm getting paid for this. This is like a young lad's dream, man. Can you believe it? On top of that, they actually cared if I didn't show back up. Like, we would get exactly. hacked up out in the country. Like, all right, go find Latrell and anybody else. And that's, a, that's like having a family. Exactly. It, it was no, amazing. Honestly, man, it's like a, they never you know, explained the, the, it like that. No. It's, it is like a family, though. It's like a brotherhood, man. 100 percent and, when, and uh, you know no matter who they are no matter if you're up or you're down or you made mistakes or you know they're always there and, and also you go through this as you have as well you know you go through this tough process of becoming uh you know a warrior uh, and, and there's also like-minded warriors that look different to you tall small any color from any background rich poor but the common theme and thread in your life is that you went through this absolute nails process and therefore you appreciate each other man you don't give a fuck about it oh, sorry for my language you don't you don't care about any of the other stuff about that no it's a perfect way to build a family and a bond and and, and you're right man we all look different and like walk into an armory of guns if there was just the same weapon system in there that that's cool but then be boring if you walk into yeah. our armory the way all the weapons look different and they do different things just like the people in our program each yeah, one of them man. have a specific reason why they're there each one of them yep. can do something that, that maybe one of them can, but not not really. It, or otherwise, yeah, it wouldn't no, be yeah. designed that way. And you kind of know that you know you're good at something, and someone else is better at something else. One hundred percent. All happy to muck in and, and get just to get it done. Yeah, and it's not a better thing at the time. It's almost it's almost like a stay in the. And this is your lane. This is this one we'll cover down on each yeah. other. And the best yeah, yeah. part is when you're finished up, guys will back around to help you finish up what you're doing, and that's how you learn. Yeah, and also it's like you know. You just, if you need help, you just tell people and they'll they help you. You know, whereas I don't know, in civilian street, and I struggle with that because oftentimes, I, I, unfortunately, people aren't like that. They, they, they kind of out to, they want your job or your title or anything like that. But whereas in the military, it's just like we're on the same page, we're on the same song sheet. Let's just get it done, man. If I've got to help you more than you help me, it's all good. Yeah. Yeah, he's very good. He's good. I still speak to him now. Um, he's actually, he lives in Thailand. Um, and he works in the gold mines out in Mali. Uh, what? What? How fun! Yeah. <laughs> How fun. That's like, so, okay, so I was in the Marines, obviously. So I did four and a half years, um, and I left. And I actually went on a. Oh man, I actually went one week out of the Marines. Um, I went on a TV show here, a reality TV show. It's kind of like your Survivor. Andrew, find this whenever he says whatever. It is. <laughs> right. Oh, I tried to find it. I, okay, I did my a little research on you, and it's called Shipwrecked. Yeah, and yeah, that's it. I found several clips, but for me to watch it, I have to download this special app. Um, yep. And it, we were in the middle of something, so All right, I go ahead. With you. Yeah, I did try to watch it. No, so basically, I, I in the in the Marine T, you have to give a year's notice right before you leave. So I gave my year's notice. I was unsure about what I was going to do, and I happened to watch this TV program. And uh, at the time, I had a girlfriend. She was at university in Cardiff, so I'm watching this Sunday morning program with her, and it's the last series and the last show, and it's a beach party for. The, and I thought this looks really cool, man. And at the end of the show, they said that oh, if you think you want to be on the next shipwrecked just send us a you know an application and apply for it so i literally turned to my right and i was like would you mind if i applied for that and my girlfriend literally said 
do it. You won't get on it. And I was like, yeah, no, I won't get on it. And then I, I got on it. Oh my gosh. So, so a week out of the Marines, I... I'm, I'm living on a desert island in the Cook Islands. Oh, it was in the Cook Islands. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, sorry, months. I had to stop and get water. My, I had to tickle my throat. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Um, so we went to Palau, and I think that's okay. near Cook Islands. But I'm not yes. sure. Do you know? That's way it's down near, there. It's that's way that's down there. That's the, that's the other like, side. That's a totally different thing. For, and for me as well, I was just like, this is, I'm so out of my depth here. Um, you know, I was around all these like TV people that are supremely confident. Um, and I was just this kind of Marine out of the Marines a, a week ago, kind of quite quiet. Because, you know, unless I know you, I'm not going to like tell you anything. But like, unless I trust you, I'm not going to give you any information. It's just the way I am, you know. Um, but these guys were just in your face from the get go. Then there's cameras everywhere. And I'm like, what am I? This is killing me. Um, but looking back on it and, and during that process, I became really good friends with everyone. And it was kind of like six months of drama school. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's like being at a drama theater school for six months. And it made my confidence really, it did really good for my confidence. So what was your kind of dubbed personality on the show? Were you like the I was the kind of, or? I was the, um, the boring guy that turned good. <laughs> <laughs> so like they have this thing at the end of the series and uh it goes out on tv for six months um and we got back and the first one was out so as it was going through the motion of the program we were already in the country so people were like recognizing me like you're the marine i was like this is crazy um but yeah i i I watched it and um at the start everyone was slating me and i was like oh that hurts man because we were really good friends by this point yeah um they were like, he just doesn't talk. He doesn't do anything. And I, I was just quiet. Um, but they have this thing at the end where it's called um, the shipwrecker of the year and the public vote for it. And there's a tiger island and a shark island. And there's 30 of us in total. Um, and I was in the final top five for being the, the most popular one, you know? So that quiet guy came good. Oh, that's good. Yeah, we have I was to like, watch oh, it. Thanks, we're going to you know, download the app and we're going to watch. Yeah, there's a difference between being quiet and not having fine. anything to say. <laughs> I mean, I, that's, yeah. we're trained up that way. Most people take yeah. it as like we're our defense is up, but when we go in, we're always taught you just keep your mouth shut and listen. Exactly, and then let everybody so else do the talking. Yeah. That way, you can figure out what they're all about. Well, who knows exactly. something? Who doesn't? Who that's thinks? What I did. Yeah, yeah. So, did you uh, have to like complete tasks, or what was the purpose of the yeah, show? Yeah, we So, in in essence, um, there was Tiger Island and Shark Island. So, there's five girls that are on Tiger Island, and then there's five guys that are on Shark Island. And then every week, someone would come out and you spend three days on this island and three days on that island. And then at the end, you have a beach party and then you choose which island you want to be on. I was the first person to come out. And then it happens for that for six months. And obviously, I chose the guys because I thought, well, who would I go out on a night out with? It would be the lads. So I, I went on to their island. Uh, and the winning island at the end of the six months is the island with the most people on it. You do tasks. You have to get you get rations. Um, you know, I thought it would be quite, you know, when they say cut, get a hot cup of tea, nothing, <laughs> literally nothing. You get a hot it's just like the military, right? <laughs> so British. Oh no, I'm so British, man. <laughs> you get a hot cup of tea. Is perhaps tea time now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm so British. We don't have that over here. That is man, so yeah, funny. Yeah. And y'all, just that's serious the over there. They, they break difference. for it, right? Yeah. yeah. Tea time, Dude, right? this serious it's, thing, man. Don't mess with the serious tea, thing. Man. Absolutely. Oh, man, I can't believe I actually said that. And after I said that out loud, I was just like, God, I'm so British. 
I love that. I think it's so funny because it just shows how we are so different culturally. Like Marcus, you don't have tea breaks. Oh, he does, but it's ice cold sweet tea. He wants an ice cold sweet tea at a break. You want a hot cup of tea. Hot tea, a little bit of sugar, some biscuits. Yeah. Yeah, Ours is cold tea with enough sugar to rot the teeth out of your face. (laughs) It's so good. Yeah. But people say cheeseburgers are bad. I'm like, what part? The lettuce, the tomato? I mean, it sounds good to me. Sounds healthy. I don't know what anybody's talking about. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I look like a happy guy. Come on. Exactly. But yeah, no, I did did that. And then, um, uh, yeah, so that's what I did. And that's where I became really confident. Um, and it was crazy to do that straight out of the Marines. Um, and then I was kind of just being normal, so to speak. And I was kind of not really loving life. And then in 2012, my brother gave me a call and he was working. This is the one that was in the army, right? So he did some tours. And, um, as Marcus probably knows, you know, around that time, the private security circuit was quite lucrative, um, for, for a lot of people, um, because, you know, we weren't getting paid as much as we probably should have done by the government. Uh, and therefore, you get all these kind of private companies going, well, mate, we'll pay you a month's salary in a couple of days. You're like, dude, I'm, I'm going, man. Oh, yeah, I remember you that. Know? Yeah. So where'd you go? So, yeah, my brother called me. He's like, mate, do you fancy working in Kabul? And I'm like, yeah. You know, I'm sat in Bournemouth in this, just on the coffee shop. I'm like, yeah, let's go for it, man. And, you know, m- most people couldn't really comprehend that. They're like, you want to go to Kabul? I'm like, yeah, I do, man. Like, I, it's exciting. It's adventurous. Um, so I, he was living in um, Thailand and working in Kabul. Uh, it was for an American, uh, for the American government, uh, for an American company. And as you know, man, like, I don't know what your perception is, but as a British person, the Americans have the best kit. They have the best pay. Yeah, right, we you do. Know, <laughs> you know you've got the best attitude i love the um, american attitude man like it's i talk about it quite a lot but you know in school here people are you know they go through schooling and they're like their kind of spirit is kind of trodden on quite a lot because they have all these massive dreams of what they want to do with their lives you know be an astronaut be a footballer be a ballerina be an actress be, and people teachers and, and the, the society that we live in oftentimes like you can't do that man like, what do you really want to do Whereas Americans are like, let's go for that, man. You got that. You can do that. Mm-hmm. You know, and, that, and that's why I, I love the, love America. Yeah, that we do put that attitude first. Yeah. What you want to do? Let's mate, go give it a try. Honestly, it's so big, man. It's so you know, it's so it's it's, it's the right way, man. You, you can't, you know, even even when you're at school or even as, as a human now or however old you are, man, it's never too old to start something. It's never too late to to quit something that you're not loving and try and go for the stars, man. Like that's exactly what I'm doing. Um, it's exactly what I set out to do on this walk. And no matter how scary it may seem, uh, you know, I'm, I'm living proof that you can do it. That's so awesome. So, but yeah, I, I, so I go back to the Kabul whip. So you went to Kabul. I can't so yeah, say my brother that. called Kabul. me. Yeah. He's like, mate, come and work in Kabul. I was like, yeah, let's go for it. Um, so I moved out to Thailand and basically I did four weeks off and six to eight weeks in country. Um, so I was in, in Kabul in the city center in a, in a, in a compound. I say that loosely because it was just a house <laughs> in the middle yeah. of downtown Kabul. Uh, it's it's hindsight, man. It's, it's, you know, well, I often think about it a lot and think, man, this was dangerous where we were. But we had like <laughs> some local nationals on the front gate, uh, you know, that could have probably been paid off whenever they wanted to get paid off. And 
we were just sleeping soundly most of the time in, in this compound in the middle of the city of Kabul doing transits for the politicians, for NGOs, for journalists, basically getting them from A to B safely. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I did that for two years. Well, when was that? 2012. So that would have been yeah. 2012 to 2014. Yeah. So in between, you're living in Thailand. What was that like? Yeah. So good. Oh, I, I, Asia had never really been on my radar um, until my brother obviously invited me out for that job. And, you know, from Bangkok Airport to Dubai Airport is six hours. And then to fly on to Kabul is about an hour and a half. So I was just like, yeah, it just makes sense, you know. He said, come out here, mate, you'll love it. And I thought, oh, I don't know, man, I'm not really, you know, I'm not really feeling it. I got out there, it's a life-changing place. It is just... I've never heard anybody say otherwise. Yeah. Our, Honestly, man. Our oldest so, friend that, did that. So good. Like, it's my vibe, you know, very fast-paced. You know, one minute you can be in a temple and learning about Buddhism, and the next minute you could be up a skyscraper drinking whiskey shots with Americans, Venezuelans, Spanish. Yeah. But, you know, it's just... It's a beautiful it's a, place. It's an absolute overload of the senses. Did you travel outside of Bangkok at all? So I was living in a place called Hua Hin, which is about three hours south of Bangkok. But I traveled all over Thailand, um, Singapore, um, Macau, Hong Kong, Cambodia, Laos, um, Malaysia, everywhere, Bali. Oh. just went everywhere. My little sister did a... Um what do you call that exchange program yeah, or whatever? Abroad. Yeah. Study abroad yeah. in Chiang Mai. And Amazing. I love Chiang Mai. It's like, it's very wood. It's, it reminds me of home because it's very foresty. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's very, na- na- nature's really big up there. It was so pretty. And, um, her and our oldest son are the same age. So he flew out there to be with her for the first couple of days and they okay. just had a ball. They love, they came back bringing some of the culture back with them. I think that's a place that you can't, you don't just leave Thailand. It's not just a visitation. No, that's you so actually good to say that. It's very true. You know? part of the uh, culture. What is it? In the hangover, if Bangkok gets you, it has the city gets you, it has you kind of deal. <laughs> Bangkok's got you now, man. Yeah, Bangkok's got you now, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's very true. So, I, I, you know, I was doing the, that job in Kabul, which was so dangerous, man. And I don't, I, I kind of like to push the boundaries, right? So, I, yeah, so I had a local national driver called Habib, who I actually still talk to now, um, you know, because if it wasn't for him, I, I don't know if I'd still be here, man. He's got me out of sticky situations, you know, as Marcus would know, you know, if you go on the ground, Those guys you are great. Get that lo- yeah, 100%. you got to get that local intel, man, because, you know, if I just started driving around Kabul, I'd get lost, I'd probably get killed, I wouldn't know where I'm going, whereas these guys, man, they got your back and they get you from A to B. Um, but yeah, we, you know, I'd often be like, I love coffee. So I'm like, Habib, can you take me to a coffee shop? He's like, Mr. Paul, we can't go there. I was like, Habib, okay, boss, okay, boss. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> so it just takes take me to all these places, man. And uh, I remember one time, it's called TV Hill, right, in Kabul. So it's oftentimes when you see the, the news interviews that are going on in the, in the background, you've got all the satellite dishes at the top of that hill. And I'm, I'm, I think, oh, I want to go up there and have a look, man. And I've got two hours between the, the politicians. They're in these interviews, right? So we're by the embassies and at the parliament. And uh, I've got two hours to kill. And I should probably just go back or hang it out. But then if you hang around in the same location, as Marcus probably knows, you know, you'll see, and you, you know, you're going to be there. Kind of dangerous if you just stay in the same place. So we, I go, oh, take me up that hill, man. He's like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, yeah, take me up the hill. So we go right to the top of the hill. It looks phenomenal up there. And I've sent a, bo- a message to my boss like, mate, I might go up TV Hill. He calls me. He's like, do not go up there. 
we've had a lot of intelligence. The Taliban are up there. It's rife up there. I was like, yeah, do not go up there. Okay, no worries, no worries. I put the phone down. I'm like, Habib, we better get down. Because yeah. he didn't actually know we were up there. Oh, my gosh. So you're saying not to come yeah. up on the hill. Roger yeah. that. Okay. <laughs> no, no. We were I'm, just you know, you know, doing I'm a perimeter sweep hill. out here. Yeah, because we. Um, I, I, I was the same way. My, my chief, when I first got in, he's like, I want you on the edge where the demons live. He's like, I'll pull you back. When I think you've had enough, and the perimeter is only set up by the people who go in. Well, like we go in first, so we can come in and widen right. that sucker as well. And that's the one thing with us. And when we we would do interop with y'all all the time, and the Thai that we I got we go back to Thailand. They were having a lot of buddies that that uh, that we trained with from there. Yeah, the hardest people most people don't realize is anytime we step into a foreign country, it doesn't matter what you're wearing or how you try to blend in. We don't blend. Ain't nothing like a That's white what, dude walking around. We got blue eyes. You know, yeah. kind of like everyone else is not that. So no, it's it's hard enough to to just to keep that rhythm. When the locals come in and you actually befriend some of them, they show you the world of what you're really looking at. It's almost as if you uh. go if you were fighting in your hometown and your city. Think about it. that's that's the perspective they give us because look, yes. you know as well as I do, bro. When we drop in, it's you can look at that map all day, but then when you have uh, to yeah. when you have to step back and zone it and kind of look at it and who lives in there. Why they yep. live in there? Like which which one of these in, in in our countries? Like which one of these are the or where the poor people live? Where where the mean ones live? Where do the, the the nice ones live? That's a thing. Yeah. Right. No, exactly. You know who are the big players? Who's got the money? Who, right. Who's, who's got, got who's the, the, who are the bosses? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. No, it's so true, man. And uh, I just found myself doing that, and and oftentimes going to places I shouldn't do, but I just like to explore, man. Well, how and, much did um, we learn doing that? Because it's only a bad neighborhood if you ain't bad enough to be in there. Otherwise, it wouldn't be yeah. livable. There wouldn't be anybody living in there. So no, exactly right. And uh, you know, I, I, that kind of that two years in Kabul completely changed my um, perspective on you know what we're often told in the Western world about Afghans or Middle Eastern, yeah. you know, Iraqis. And man, ninety nine percent of them are amazing, awesome, and they're so they're kind great, and they take you in, man, and they're just so they just, feed and just you, born. protect. I mean, they are amazing people. Mm -hmm. oh man they're just born with a wrong passport man and you know my bad days on the path and my bad days in my life i just send a quick message to habib and it brings me in check man because my problems they'd love those problems I know, right? uh, you know they'd love to have the problems i have uh and that kind of puts me in, in 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 the zone when i feel a bit down or when i feel a bit like oh i hate life right now you know i, I think back to those guys and they'd cut their right arm off to have that that's it's funny the predicaments that we get in as 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 a society and as people and you're right yeah if you if you're from the city your ass better have a country friend if you live in a country get a city friend and if you can get some friends overseas and you think you're having a bad day text them Be like hey man, oh, man tell me about what you're doing he's like man i got four Dude. flat tires i got a mule dragging one of my car i got like, <laughs> yeah some you know, someone tried to kill me earlier it's hilarious. I mean, it's the calamity oh, and chaos Honestly, is so man, much like fun. Habib will like, I'll message him and I'll type out something. I'll delete it because this is so lame, bro. When I tell him what's going, he'll just be reading it, going, "Are you for real, man?" Yeah, you know, like, they can slap late, us from over you, the seat. You know, like you, what? Yeah. You think you have a bad day, man? Check Habib's this out. Like, are oh, you like, fucking honestly, kidding man. me? Yeah, right. <laughs> That's awesome. We're we're very lucky to live where we live, man. But oftentimes we get so caught up in our lives on a daily, and we have no kind of, you know. Um, no like we need to like zone ourselves back into what really is a struggle and we're just as, as a human race unfortunately a lot of the time we're just so caught up in our lives of i need to me 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 right we don't think about the outer 
and we should do that more often. Sure. You said that perfectly. The the best part about going overseas and getting to do those things and spend time with with everybody on all that the different types of people is it really teaches yeah. you how to live in your in your and life. Appreciate your, your life. Oh, right? Matt, yeah. you know, like we, I'm Matt. Where well, you you know as well, but uh, one of my favorite sayings, right, is "memento mori," which is Latin for "remember death." You know, I, I'm not going to lie. Like death used to cripple me a little bit. I didn't want to die because. I love life, man. Like, why would I want to leave this life? It's great. We've got good people in it. There's good coffee. There's good places to go. And and every day is an adventure. And I, I really struggled with kind of letting go of that. And I lost some friends in the Marines and, and, and in my life and my nan and my granddad. And, you know, but I, I got to the point where I was like, you know what, man, like that can either cripple you or it can propel you like that. Mm-hmm. Just that simple saying and, and to live in the now, you know, you can't change yesterday. You can't change what's happened, good or bad. You know, if it's good or bad, you've got to try and forget it. You can go back into it and take things out and lessons you've learned, but you can't live there. And oftentimes people do live there, you know, and, and they stay there. Uh, and what they need to do is just focus on now and be thankful that they can breathe, that they have a roof over their head. Like I have never valued a bed so much in my life mm. as I do on this walk, man. <laughs> um, all right. Mm. Yeah, till you had had well, you're out there beating your feet all freaking day. That that in our house, the bedding uh, has to be the most important. I sleeping on the ground as much as we did and doing all that. Uh-huh. Oh man, I just love beds, bro. Like people that I'm like, if I talk to people and I meet them on the path, I do tell them, you know, like when I'm having dinner with them, I tell them my story, like I'm telling you guys, and it kind of goes that way. Uh, people are fascinated. It's kind of the the unwritten code of the deal, you know. Like they'll give me a room for a night, and I just have to talk to them, and I like that, man, because I get to know them. Um, and I, I get to learn about, about myself, you know, because prior to this walk and we'll probably get onto it, I didn't really value myself too much, man. And, uh, it's only when I met other people and they were kind of being cheerleaders and radiators and just telling me so many good things about myself that I didn't think about myself. And that's when I was like, wow, man, like humans are great. Yeah. So I want to hear, I really want to get into the walk. So you leave Thailand and yeah. go back to the UK. So I, 2014, I, I, I left Kabul. Um, I, it was actually, I, there was a number of things that happened. Um, but the one I remember most vividly is I'd just done Ramadan out in Kabul. So July, August, it was really hot out there. It was intense. And I did two months because one of the lads didn't come back and it was just a full on, it was a full on. So I left, I flew back into Dubai um and i i'll get a five series taxi right because it's dubai is just wealth everywhere you yeah. know just getting a normal taxi or in a five series bmw it blows my mind so i've just been two months in Kabul, and i land i get into this taxi and i look left and there's the burj khalifa you know that massive building in the middle of dubai yeah and i look at it and i honestly think to myself where am i like who am i like you know hour and a half ago i'm in Kabul you know, trying to stay alive. And then I'm, I'm in looking at that and I can't, my mind can't compute it. Right. I, you know, it's too crazy. I feel like I'm living in the matrix, you know, and, and that's where I realized it's a bit dangerous because I'd be comfortable in Kabul, but then I'd hear a dog bark in Thailand and I'd just wake up sweating. Like, you know, it just, you know, I realized it was time to change, man. So I became a, I threw a curveball like I always do. And I became a kindergarten teacher in Bangkok. <laughs> my God. That is a great, <laughs> yeah. that, I wasn't ready for that one. <laughs> no, no one. When I tell you, what a, what a pivot. Well, that was a huge pivot. I mean, you're talking about like kindergarten cop, like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Kind Honestly, of man, like all my, anytime I tell people, I, I've gone from like Marines, Kabul, kindergarten teacher, they're like, what? 
Yeah. What made you do so, that? Uh, what was? I well, mean, I, I had friends. I, there's a big expat community in Bangkok, and I met a girl, and we became really good friends. She's from Cardiff, in Wales, and I, I, I told her about these struggles. Right. So she was just straight off the bat was like, "You should become a teacher." And I was like, "Are you crazy? What? I can't. I have got no qualifications in that realm. You know, I, I, I can't do that." She's like, "Dude, you're from the south of England. You sound like the king, man. Like you're gonna, they're gonna love you." So I was like, "So that's a thing to the city when you when you open up with that country accent. They they're like, wow, right? Yeah, no, you know, like you sound like the queen, man. I'm like, okay, and I talk about cups of tea." And, you know, they're like, this is our guy. I'd like to take a moment yeah. for a hot cup of tea, please. Gigantic warfighters be like, wait a second. <laughs> the British humor is awesome. I, I Man, I hope y'all don't ever lose that because y'all can bring some levity to a situation. I forget what it, earlier in the conversation we were talking about something and you glazed over it like it was no big deal. I was like, see how he does that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, man. But Smooth. So I, did, teacher. I went to an agency and um, I had to do some demo lessons and I was basically a supply teacher around Bangkok, which is crazy because Bangkok is so big. It takes three hours to get like 20 kilometers, you know, it's, an, it's, it's nuts, but, uh, I did it. Um, I loved it. I, I ultimately, you know, it's about the passion, right. And I love children. So I excelled at it. It was very uncomfortable. You know, I'm doing there's 30 children that are two years old, three years old in front of me. They're looking at me like I'm a giant. And then they got their all their parents are in the background in the classroom. I'm singing "Old MacDonald Has a Farm." Mm. I'm dying, <laughs> like I am dying. They've all got their phones out filming me, like our oh, teacher Paul's so good. And I'm just literally looking at the children because I will lose my mind, and I'll just mess it up if I look up at these parents just looking at me as I sing ABC. It is so uncomfortable. Oh my gosh! Did you love that job? Honestly, like I absolutely loved it, and I did it for three years, and uh, in a private school, and I ran my own teaching school for a year, and I just put it, I put that down to, uh, it was like therapy for me, you know, just getting that much love every single day from all these little kids, uh, you know, hugging me on their daddy daycare, you know, and then the parents were great. Uh, I didn't really pay much attention to their education because they're so young. So I just wanted them to have fun, man. So we were singing all the songs, you know, even though I hated it, it made me get like a hot flush when I did it, man, but I still did it, uh, you know, and, and, and I just love the kids. So I did that. And it honestly was therapy for me, that. That is so awesome. <laughs> yeah. That really um, is one of the best pivots ever. Like, cool I know. I, I, kindergarten teacher. I didn't really think it was that big of a pivot until I started my walk, right? And I tell people, and they're like, hold up, what? I'm like, I know, man, just bear with me. <laughs> that is awesome. So in line to the walk, I so I did that. Um, I had a girlfriend three years out there. Uh, she had a daughter who, ironically, I taught in my first year. Um, and then she became like a stepdaughter to me, I guess, years later. Um, and then August 2019. So by this point, I'm running my own teaching school for a year. So I have 30 children that come to me every every week. I'm working 20 hours a week and I'm earning more money than I earn here. I'm literally living my best life. I'm working out. I'm traveling Asia when I'm off and it's amazing. I've got a really good girlfriend. She's got a daughter. She speaks fluent English by now. Um, And then I go to renew my visa. For seven years, it's been no problem. But for whatever reason, they wouldn't renew it. So at the end of August 2019, I had a week's notice to leave the country 
and I would be basically coming home. So I had to, I lost all my money there. I lost my teaching school. Uh, I, I left Joy, who was my girlfriend at the time, and her daughter, which was absolutely heartbreaking. Um, and a week later, I'm in Bournemouth in Dorset and I'm working in insurance in a call center. Oh my gosh. I've seen, yeah. that, I've seen that movie, I think. <laughs> oh, yeah, the office. That's, that Literally, is... the office, that's it. Yeah. That is crazy. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So it's really um, very traumatic. And uh, that would have been September 2019. Uh, fast forward to, I was, you know, I was, it, I, I look back on it now quite fondly, you know, because the things that have happened since that point, you know, wouldn't have happened if I didn't leave Thailand. So the universe and the universe has a plan and all that sort of thing, man. It, it was definitely that because, uh, you know, three months later, I'm absolutely hating my life. Like, honestly, I, I really hated my life. Uh, I hated myself. I hated when I looked in the mirror. I didn't like what I saw. Um, and, I, I, you know, due to the Marines and due to, you know, it was a blessing and a curse, you know, because it would frustrate me so much. And that was that whole living in the past thing because I was this Marine, man. Like, oh, I'm a Marine. And I'm working in a call center selling insurance. You know, it made me so down, man. Yeah. Uh, and so frustrated. And I just hated my life, the way I spoke to myself. You know, if I spoke to my friends like that, I wouldn't have any. Um, you know, I was just so harsh on myself. And uh, that led to me having a panic attack um, at Christmas um, in 2019. Um, out of nowhere, I say nowhere, but my soul obviously had other ideas but out of nowhere I just snapped and I was just crying for 15 minutes you know I couldn't breathe I was hyperventilating just uncontrollably crying my dad and my his partner my stepmom were just like what is going on and then after 15 minutes I'll, I'll never forget it but the first words that came out of my mouth were I feel like a failure and that's what came out um my dad obviously was like you're not a failure and I was like dad I feel like one man, you know, and it doesn't matter who you are or who's talking to you. It could be someone you admire so much. Uh, it could be someone with all the money in the world, or it could be someone that could just take away those problems, but it's how you feel, right? No one can really change that overnight. Yeah. Um, and then COVID came. Of course. So, let's throw, some, know, let's, like let's throw some sickness on, on top of when everyone else is going through the you know, time of your life, right? So yeah, COVID came um, and then that was pretty hard because after the panic attack and everything else, I finally had to let go of the fact that I wouldn't see Joy again um, or her daughter for a, for a long time. Um, so I, the one good thing, if there was any from COVID here, was that when it came around in March and we went into lockdown, it was like summer, uh, you know, it was, the weather was incredible. Um, so I worked from home um, nine hours I put that into two or three hours. So I used that marine mindset. I just got it done. Yeah. Um, and I'd reward myself every day by going outside. Um, so I lived five minutes from the beach. And where I live is 10 kilometers of beach in Bournemouth. It's just all the way along. Um, so I just found myself walking like a man possessed, man. And I, I realized I felt great. Um, I realized I was actually quite good at it. Um, and then my life changed, man. In uh, When is it? June 2020. So June last year, I'm on a walk like I always was. And I'm doing my favorite walk, actually, where I nearly grew up near a place called Corfe Castle. And uh, I'm walking on the high ground 
And at the time, when I talk to people about it, my life, it's like when you strike a match and you have a little flame. That was kind of the, the metaphor of how my life felt at that time. And this message came in from my friend. And we don't really talk that much. But I put it down to the universe and the law of attraction and, the, you know, that the, there's a bigger picture for you. This message came in and I literally instantly just turned into a walking bonfire, man. I, I was on fire. I could not stop thinking about it. And all the message said was, bro, you need to walk around the UK and write a book about it. That was it. And three weeks later, I quit my job, quit my flat. I had like $500 in my bank account. I set up an Instagram. I left. And now here you are. <laughs> that is and awesome. now, now I got I'm you. I'm talking to you guys. Yeah. So when you started your walk, how did you like tell people that you were doing this to where they put you up at night and that kind of stuff? Yeah. Um, so I, I, I had three weeks. Again, I had three weeks, right? The reason I set off so quickly is maybe in your life you've had it before, but oftentimes I've had moments in my life where I should have done something, but I left it too late. I thought about it too much. And then that like devil on your shoulder was like, you can't do that, bro. And you become comfortable again. I knew that. And I knew that was the kind of person I was. So I knew that I had to grab it with both hands and get it done. Um, so I didn't know how I'd do it, but I knew I had to do it. I had some good friends and they worked for companies and they gave me some kit. So I set up an Instagram, um, the warrior walker, right? Uh, the reason I called it the warrior walker is, uh, I was, I was struggling with how I'd speak to myself and I, I don't know where, I don't know if I read it or I dreamt it or I saw something, but it was, it was a quote and it said, be careful what you say to yourself because the warrior within you is lessened by it. Mm-hmm. And that for me that. is that was the life changing moment in my, in my life because I thought, damn man. So I didn't get all crazy about it. Looking in the mirror going, you know, you're amazing. But I literally just softly, softly, I woke up, I was in the shower every morning. I shower if I can. And I'm showering, man. And I'm, I'm, I'm just saying aloud, like, today's going to be a good day, Paul. Like, I literally just that. That's all I say. And I just kept repeating it. And then I go to bed. And when I go to bed, I, back then, um, last year, I'd just be like, today's been a good day. And then I'd say, thank you for meeting this person. Or thank you for that person that bought me a coffee. Thank you for having the courage to go forwards. You know that? And then now I talk to the moon, the stars, animals. I just, you know, I literally like <laughs> reel it off every day, and, and I, every person I meet, I, I, t- I give them compliments and build them up because, you know, they 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 need to hear it, man. Like, for some reason, when you're you're younger, you're told that you know you need to nurture your children, you need to nurture children, you need to be a radiator for them and not a drain, you know. But for some reason, we we're told that you, it stops when you grow up, but that shouldn't be the case, man. Yeah, That's That's so we, true. We, we never grow up, man. We just keep growing yeah. exactly so i set up this instagram called it the warrior walker and and that was it it was like a snowball so i for a week before my walk i, I couldn't sleep I, i'm thinking oh, what about money man what about a job what about a career what about a house what about a family you know all those things that are put upon us from the society i guess um you know and i, and I nearly quit but i didn't uh and then the night before i left my dad man i, I look at it as like a barrier you know, that the universe sent me. Uh, and he, he literally said, out of nowhere, it's eight o'clock at night. I've been packing all my kit. I'm going at 7.30 the next day. He said, Paul, you don't need to do this. And I was like, what? Completely threw me off. I was like, what, what do you mean? He said, you don't need to do this. 
you've, you've, you've proved your point. No one will think any less of you. And I said, Dad, I'll think less of myself if I don't go. And the next day I stepped off and instantly, like I knew that the universe and you know, I'm quite big on law of attraction, right? And, and all that sort of, you know, speaking things into existence and creating the momentum. I feel like people get the law of attraction wrong because they'll write a million pound check and they'll put it in their wallet and just leave it there. And then they'll be like, well, it's not happening. I haven't got this million pounds. But the difference is they miss the key component, which is action. So you need to action that thought, action that thing to then turn it from a thought, a dream into reality. And in doing that, when I stepped off on the walk and created it into reality, the universe had my back from day one. That is so awesome. That's freeing when you do that, isn't it? Bro, it's the most freeing thing to be in charge of your, and I wasn't for many years, but I always thought that someone was going to come and save me, you know? I always thought, oh, maybe that one day my dad will be all right with me or we will get on or, or maybe I'll get a job that changes my life and it's loads of money and I'll be, and none of that actually matters. It's actually you. Like to be in control of what you do is the most freeing thing that you could possibly do. It's good for your self-esteem. It's good for your confidence and it is just a good life. Yeah, for sure. I'm sure the morning that you stepped out, you had to have this enormous amount of adrenaline and energy yeah. and what how many miles yeah, yeah. or and how whatever. many miles into it were you like damn i gotta yeah, walk like around how this far did you go that. that first day before you're right, like because okay, you know I that happened sleep. bro right it's like that anxiety <laughs> I, I, like that was it the first step and, um i stepped off and it's going to be one of the main things i spoke about it a lot but so yeah the first day i step off right i got this mountain on my back it is back breaking it's about 30 kilograms um, you know, it's huge. It's back breaking. I end up walking 38 kilometers on my first day. Um, you know, it's, it's on the high ground. It's summer. And I, the, you know, the marine in me. So I get to a place called Lulworth and right at the top, there's like these massive kind of divots. So I look at that and be like, okay, well, if I get in the low ground and sleep, then the wind will go over me. And that was it. <clears throat> so I go to sleep. It's my first night. I'm thinking like, should I just call home, man? I'm so close. I just go home. You know, this is not normal, man. This is not, what am I doing? <laughs> I'm exhausted, sweating. I smell bad. My phone's about to run out of battery. My power banks are gone. I'm thinking, what am I doing, man? And I go to sleep. I didn't know at the time, but I know when it happened, it was about 10 past 11 at night. I think it was 11, 14. Um, so, you know, when you wake up or, sorry, not when you wake up, but you know when you're in a club or you're in the shops or you're at home and you feel like someone's watching you? Mm-hmm. You have that feeling, right? And oftentimes you'll look and they are watching you. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I woke up and I'm in my sleeping bag and I'm, I can feel it. And I'm like, dude, I'm in the middle of nowhere. There's no one else around. <laughs> so I look up and there's just millions of stars. And I look to my left, nothing. I look to my right and bang right there is the silhouette of a stag. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it stood right over me and I absolutely, not going to swear, poo my pants. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there are some times when you can do that. It's like legal to, 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 to have that happen. Honestly, yeah, man, like I was just like, oh my gosh. So I'm there in my sleeping bag. I stand up. I could literally almost touch it and I'm shouting at it. I'm swearing at it, you know, because I'm, I'm kind of scared of it. I'm like, ah, oh, and then it doesn't go. So I stand up, I start jumping around doesn't go and then all of a sudden it just leaves 
Um, and I'm like, screw this, man. Turn my phone on, get my torch on, see the time, pack all my kit in the dark, put my Bergen on, I uh, yomp it out two kilometers in the pitch black, just being careful not to break my ankle. And I sleep in a graveyard. Yeah. You slept in a graveyard? Yeah, everyone scared like, you so you bad. You went and laid in a damn grave. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, but I'm like, they're not going to come out the ground. Whereas the stag would obviously might, you know. And Triple then I you. posted about that <laughs> the next day, and I had so many people message me um, because they said that you know the the stag is the spirit spiritual yeah that's good luck well yeah. of good luck and and you're, you're you're protected on your journey and I was like damn man like you know so oh wow. Yeah. So and at that people, point, oh did people just start offering you rooms? Like you don't have to sleep outside. You can yeah, just... so I slept outside my first night. And in six months of walking the path, I've slept outside nine nights in total. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so 180 nights on the path, I've slept outside nine. So do they just like reach out to you on Instagram? Yeah, so I set my Instagram up. And I was really hesitant about doing that because I'm quite private. Um, but I, I did it. And it's been a game changer, man. Like people just slide into the DMs. Um, you know, it, it creates a lot of momentum and people offer me rooms for the night, coffees, money, kit. Man, that, that book of yours is going to be unbelievable. Like if you just, if you snatched, mm -hmm. this is what I do here. When people come and visit out here, I have them sign the guest book and I have them drop okay. a, a words of wisdom for the kids mm -hmm. when they get here yes. and then when they leave. Just that. Just you, anybody you run into drops that knowledge and say, hey, man, give me, give me something. Mm -hmm. And write that down. And when you get back home, all you have to do is turn that in. It's that, the nugget. That, yeah, 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 yeah. that's it right there. It's those small ones. You know, make it into a pocket-sized carry book. Like, man, I need, what do I yes. need to this, right? Yeah, man. Like, it's been the most life-changing adventure of my life. I, I, as you can tell now, whenever I talk about it, I smile. Whenever I think about it, it's the most engaging thing to have conversations with people about because they're like oh how are you doing where are you from and it's only just recently the last two weeks i'm that far west and that far away from where i am um, where home is right people don't know where i'm from when i tell them they're like where's that you know, and, and that's when i realized how far i've gone now where's that so how far are you going so i'm going to go the whole whole way around so in do you want miles or kilometers well no like if i'm looking at a map there's yep. the there's like I don't even know what you call it. Is it England? Um, but yeah. then you have you've Scotland. got the UK, right? Yeah, United there's Kingdom. Scotland's at the top. Are you going yes. all the way up so to Scotland? I'm, yeah, so I, I'm like I, in the middle. At the bottom is where I started, like literally bang in the middle. I walked all the way around a, a, a place called the Southwest Coastal Path. Then I crossed the bridge into Wales, and I'm literally now um, on the south, just about to go onto the. I'm at southwest point of Wales. Mm -hmm. So I'm just almost probably a 10 days walk, if that, to going on to the west side of Wales. Then I go to the north of Wales, cross into England, go up, cross into Scotland. I'm going all the way around the top, uh, the top and then all of the way Scotland? back to London. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah, I know. We went to Scotland. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. With, uh, how many years ago was that? We went to Scotland probably, I don't know. Um, we didn't stay long. Year. He got. Woo. hurt his back man <laughs> i had my back went out there yeah. oh Threw his back, out. back out man i drank no. a lot of whiskey while i was there though yeah i think that's when you started drinking great. Whiskey's great that's man. when i had to start drinking it hurt it hurts so why, yeah. oh man let me taste i'm one of those good ones yeah like where i couldn't breathe when i would lay down <laughs> we were in this castle man i 
We were in Edinburgh. And um Oh, Edinburgh. Yeah, Edinburgh. I, I literally Edinburgh. had to fly back home. I was man, I was hunched over and the midnight they took me to the hospital when I got back. And yeah. I had to, just so I could stand back. It was it was awesome. Bad. I mean, oh. it whipped my ass so bad. So I need to go back. And we had all these plans to go. Like I had mapped out to to go all over Scotland. We had plans oh, to man, go to Scotland the Isle so of amazing. Sky. Yeah, and we had Oh, uh, Isle of Sky. I'm yeah. going there. I can't wait to go there. Oh my gosh. I've I been had, there before. I had all of this like mapped out. I had a whole Pinterest board. It was all planned mm, out. I wrecked it. I love it. <laughs> he wrecked it with I freaking his wrecked back. that, bro. <laughs> um, it was awesome. Yeah. And it you wasn't anything that. cool like I got hit by a car or a gang fight or anything like that. It was. <laughs> I, we walked into the house and I turned into the living room. And I was like, oh, honey, look, look right over there. And I, all I did was did, I kind of pointed in that direction and I turned back. You know how you can feel it when you have it? His back just snapped. And I was like... And it snapped, Damn, man. and I, and you could they could hear it. I was like, "Fuck!" Like, what is that? And all of a sudden, that old <laughs> shoulder started coming up a little bit, and I was like, "Oh, here we go!" And I we, I hit the Jameson so hard it wasn't even fun. That's the only reason I, I survived out there because they got great whiskey, man. Yeah, uh, they've got such good whiskey. I man. love drinking it. Like every now and again, I have a nice nightcap. You know, it's good, man. Uh, I drink so much of it I can't drink anymore. Death, yeah, we're not drinking anymore. He, he, <laughs> I drink out. He stopped. Yeah, I clapped out of drinking. He had enough. But, <laughs> had enough. Um, fair, fair point. Fair. But back to the map. So I've I've looked yep. a lot at the map, and um, and you know, my sister's been talking to you, and she told me you yep. were in Tenby, and so. Uh, her and I were looking at that, and mm-hmm. and I was thinking, like, is he doing the I don't actually know. Is the UK the whole damn thing? Like the whole continent? Yeah, no whole one case. outside UK, of that country England, knows how to explain that. Yeah, you want no to explain one, that for everybody? No one knows. But the so, UK. Okay, so like you've got the United Kingdom, right? And then on the main island, so to speak, obviously you've got Ireland just over here, which is an island in itself. But No one knows that either. I, Tell us. <laughs> and, and the UK, right? You've got England and then next bit you have Wales. And then above it, you've got Scotland. So you've got Scotland, Wales, and England. Mm-hmm. And that forms part of the United Kingdom. Part I'm basically of, part of it? Around the outside of them. Wait, so Ireland is part of the United Kingdom? Yes. Oh. And it's a separate island to us. Okay. We've been to Ireland a couple of times. Well, yeah, absolutely we have. So there is um, <laughs> a little side Ireland. note in Ireland. There's uh, a castle that if you look at the spelling, it's Latrell's Town Castle. They don't pronounce right. it like that at all. Um, we no, obviously no, have I, a, a, I, I often get picked up on my pronunciations of places here. Oh, I get burned oh, out all the time, bro. I <laughs> called to surprise him. It was his birthday, and he had no idea that I was doing this. I called to to actually rent out the castle for a private dinner. and Because he had Love told that. me about this castle. And we had just been married maybe a year or so. Mm. And... Um, I said, uh, they were asking my name, and I said, Melanie Luttrell. And they said, oh, how do you spell that? And I go, like your castle. <laughs> and I was like, go, my name's on it. Yeah, they said, well, how do you, what did you say? And I said, Luttrell, and they go, it's Letrus, Letrus. Oh, <laughs> they wow. don't, they do like, no, no, not, no, yeah. <laughs> we had the funniest conversation about the pronunciation oh, yeah. of his last name, but um, man, I'm from South. I'm from yeah, Texas, we have man. been That's to Ireland. Different. We've been to Scotland once, and I've only been to the, I guess, to like England for like two mm-hmm. days. My our other little sister, we were on a family trip, and she got super sick and 
right when we got there, we did a trip to the hospital, which I realized I do right. not like y'all's hospital system. Um, oh, right. And I had wait, to... Wait, how so? Oh, they had... Um, there was blood on the, ch- the waiting room chairs. <laughs> in the hospital. In the weird. hospital. Um, there was... Well, that's probably where you'd find it. There was... Yeah, stained. I was going to say, that's not squared there. Yeah. Yes, it is. In our hospitals, <laughs> you would never tough, man. see blood yeah, anywhere. They're just, they're just tough we do all that there, sort of thing in the lobby, man. Right? There was stained blood on the sheets that they on the bed that they put her in. Must and I was like, then. no. And then they came out to give her an IV, and it ha- there was a tray of open needles. Like, not... They were ready. No, babe. We're ready. I got you back, guys. If right. you come here and go to the hospital, everything is pristine. It sounds like a hotel. Yeah, there is no... You will never see blood unless it's your own coming out of yourself. You <laughs> do not... Then no one had the hospitals do not have. She, open she hadn't needles. been as many hospitals as I've been in out here. And there's, there's the, right. we, have, we, have, have we have those here. two, honey. Be careful. No, right. I, okay. <laughs> yeah. I have never been to a hospital. I can assure you, I've been in some hospitals here. That's no. it's like just get it done. That is some nasty hospitals. We do not have that. All of our needles are like pre wrapped, they open it up. You can tell, you, can tell you got a bit of OCD going on here. Oh, I yeah. actually yeah. don't. It's just, but I, I up on this, yeah, no, this was. She's not really cool. protective of the their sisters. That's, yes. that's how I am very protective. That was me in there dying and been like a blade, great place. But when you when the young yeah, adult, no. you know how it works, man. <laughs> that, that's where she's going with that. So I so. broke her out of the hospital. I did happen, and I we went straight to the airport and we flew home. But yeah, that was my only experience yeah. in London. But you guys um, need to come to the UK, man. Yeah. So anyway, my sister and I were looking at the map and looking at Tenby and something that Marcus has done since we've been married probably longer. He's really big into scavenger hunts. And ever since like we started traveling together and we've traveled all over the world, he'll take a challenge coin and anywhere we go, he hides it and we keep the GPS coordinates so, cool. like, even at the Latrollstown Castle, I'll there bury a treasure is, in there. Yeah, he buried a. That is cool. They have no idea. Oh, but they do now. <laughs> that was. They, 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 they he, he buried a coin there, and so there's coins right. in Bangkok. There's coins everywhere, and um. Anyway, my sister and I were talking. I was like, we should give him some scavenger hunt Oh, it was, yeah, we're places. sending some coins to bury out there for us. So we want to oh, yeah. send I'll, I'll you some um, scavenger hunt spots along your route. Right. Would okay. you do that? I, I, Yeah, 100% I'll do that. Okay, so... I'll send you pictures. Yeah, get, yeah give you something. To do. Plus, once we put put all the maps together, just, just like a book of treasure maps. So we were going yeah. to... Oh, cool. The point was is to hand it down to the kids so they'll have an adventure to go on and they'll see the adventures that we went on. Yeah. And they'll, they'll, they'll kind of play out different. And then when they find the coin, it's like, oh, man, my, my pops is right here. You know? Yeah. Yeah. He did yeah, that no, for that's me. cool, man. And... I not, not to add like, ounces or pounds, not to add any more that. stuff to your to the to your to the weight sack, but yeah, no, fine. I, I'm literally about to, um, you know, I've I've so I've been walking again, and uh, I'm walking the path now, and it's just brutal, man. Um, just the terrain here is just different. Um, it's you know up and down a lot, massive inclines. But I think to be honest with you, it's the weather. It's 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 winter here now. Oh, and so it's just what different. do they call that? English summer. Right, yes. it rains all the time, right? It's- 
cold oh, and dismal. Man, it's like chucking it down. It's two degrees. Oh. Uh, it's just mm. freezing cold. Uh, and that's why it's hitting a bit different at the moment. But the thing is, I was going to, I was going to delay going um, until March because um, obviously it's spring then. So it's warmer, it's easier. Uh, and then a good friend of mine, you know, we had this conversation and they said to me, okay, that's all well and good if you do go then uh, and you miss the winter out. But if you don't go and then you go in March, that's cool. If you do go in four months, where will you be? I said, okay, well, I can walk about 100 kilometers, worst case scenario, every week. So over a month, that's 400. And over four months, that's going to be 1,600 kilometers. And they said, well, if you get to that point in March and you start again, you're going to be so pissed off knowing that you could be 1,600 kilometers ahead of where you're at. And that, that for me was the get. I was like, I'm going, I'm doing it. All right, here, I'll I'll throw the American one at you. You ready? You could wait and go in March, but then there's somebody come in behind you and walk this sucker (laughs) in the wintertime to make it it harder, and you're you're (laughs) going to hear about it. That'll piss me off as well. And that'll make you, that'll be even worse, because then you'll have to hear from the Marines. Then the Marines will be like, what are you talking about? You're a freaking Marine. I don't want to hear you bitching about anything. Get your ass out there and freaking start walking. That's all, you know what I'm talking about? That's the worst for us. That 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 once you cross over, we put the uniform on, and then you know your buddies are out there. The and that's that motivation that comes in when you need it the most. Man, is our is uh. our boys right? They're just be like, hey, I you know I know it sucks, but guess what? You look cool doing it. I mean, you look real cool doing yeah. it. Everyone loves talking about you doing it. So get your ass out there. It takes and do it. Yeah. That that that's how no, you know. It's oftentimes the best. You know the best stories are made when in you know in the elements, man. And then, oh, right when it sucks, bro, I mean, oh, bro. You never talk about when it was it was beautiful sun and it was thirty five degrees. It's always the kind of minus two degrees. You're piss wet through. You're cold. You've got no food, sure. and you've yomped twenty kilometers to get a room. You know that's right? the kind of things you talk about. And you know what? When you tell that stag story, when you write it, you need to tell the whole part. Like I was in my bag, I was cold and wet. My freak, yeah. I couldn't uh, feel anything. This was what I was thinking about. And then I look out, and there's a monster standing. It was it a, was it a buck or a doe or a cow? A proper buck. Oh, well, like that's that's stuff. even scarier. <laughs> Because those, those know, when those crowds come up, man, you're just like, what is that, dude? There's so like, oh my god, there's something. They're majestic, for sure. Oh, they are, man. And I, I, you know, it's the it's the kind of you know when I do my walk and I'm out, it's the sounds that you hear on your own, man. It's you know, I say I always say to people, I'm always on my, I'm always alone, but I never feel lonely, man. Like I'm always alone, but I never feel loneliness, man. Because nature's amazing. So uh, you, you, know, you, you don't have a canine. Things. You got a dog with you, or are you walking no. walking by something? Yeah, all on my own, man. Fully yeah. on my own. Yeah. What's your favorite things to see on your walk? Humans. <laughs> all right. What what human did you did, tell me this? I know there's got to be one of them out there. When you walked up on them, they're like, "Oh, look at this specimen of human performance!" Right? Please don't let me have to talk to this person. And they're the ones that walk up and give you the best knowledge or the best story, right? Oh yeah. Well, actually, there's um. There's two, there's a, there's a married couple, right? So I set my Instagram up uh, and I'm doing my walk and I'm in a place called Devon. I've almost finished the Southwest Coastal Buff. So that's quite famous uh, around here in Europe. And, and it's kind of like your Appalachian Trail type thing. Oh, check. Uh, so it's 635 miles. The elevation is the same as climbing Mount Everest four times. Um <laughs> Yeah, it's brutal, man. It's just, you all day, every day. You just incline, 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 and it gets to the point where I go around a corner and I just laugh, and I'm just like, I'm going to get to the top of you as well. 
you know like it just i just focus on the next one and the next one the next yeah. one and, and before you know it you get it done but um yeah this man sent me a message like so many people do and it's like come and stay with us for a night so i was like that would be amazing and i almost didn't i was i almost was just just carried on but i thought you know what yeah i will stay with those guys and that one night um led to me staying with them for three months because we went into a lockdown here oh my gosh and, oh, wow. and they're now they're like the mum and dad that i never had they are the most incredible amazing people they're called nicola and david and um they put me up for three months and they said to me when i came to their house and it's a lovely home very warm home i said to them uh, recently you know my nan's place when she was alive it was like my safe haven uh, i've never really had it since then and, and i said to those guys this is like that you know Aww. i feel safe in this house man and they said we don't want you to worry about money we don't want you to worry about food we don't want you to worry about anything we just want to take that worry off you it's all good we love you and you're here safe here and I, I, I stayed with them for three months. And now I stay with them all the time when I see them all the time. And I, I just love them. All right, we're going to need Dave. And what was her name? Nan? Nicole. Nicole. Nicola yeah. and David. Yeah. yeah Nicola. We'll, say, we'll say it one more time. Yeah, say her name. Nicola and David. Nicola and Diamond. David. Nicola no, <laughs> and David. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's so yeah. sweet. And there's so many things, like, so many, every, even today, <clears throat> I'm in the hotel, right, for, to do this podcast. And I'm sat in the in the, the cafe, I suppose. I'm having a coffee, uh, and this lady just comes up to me, um, just starts talking to me, uh, and I, I love talking. And after about five minutes, she says, "Oh, I'm the, I'm the owner of this hotel." I was like, "Oh, wow!" Um, and she says, "By the way, I just want to let you know that I think you're great. I love what you're doing, like the message behind it. And I, I, if it's okay with you, I'd love you to stay for an extra night. You don't have to pay for anything. It's just free. You get you get breakfast, food, anything you want. It's on me." Oh, and I'm just like, no, there's a rock about five miles down the road. That's so right awesome. That's like, right? Yeah, that's People great. People are so good. Yeah, honestly, like, admit, hey, that's is, another thing, man. Leaving the names behind of everybody who helped you, you it's, it's like recreating a path. I mean, everyone, yes. you don't think when people are going to travel the route that you make, I mean, you're an explorer, yeah, you're right. cutting that through I, there. I always um, post when I do my Instagram, I'm on my walk. I always post at the end of every day that I walk 10 pictures of the route and a little brief message of how I found it. And that, that obviously firstly will help me when I get and finish and I can then look back on it and it will trigger my mind. Um, but also it's just a way that other people can see just how beautiful it is to be outside, man. That is so incredible. Um, so do you have an actual like mapped out route that you're doing? Like the actual roads that you're going to be on in your timeline? Or are you just kind of yes. flying? I, I be really focused on a timeline, right? So I'm a Marine, yeah? So we've got to yeah. get things done. It's got to be done quickly, quickly. Get it, get it done. Um, but when I started, that was, I used to get a bit. So when you look on a map and doing it real time is different. Yeah. Sure. You know? You just look on a map and you're like, okay, I can easily get there. And then I find that I couldn't because the terrain was so up and down. And then I, I started to get a bit depressed about it, you know, thinking, man, I can get it. It would really annoy me. Uh, and then one of my friends obviously saw that and he sent me a message, literally said, bro, just step up to the start line each day and the rest will take care of itself. Mm -hmm. So now I just step up every day when I walk and I don't really have a, a distance in mind. I just walk. Right. And wherever I get, I get. Yeah. You traveling with the GP? With your phone? Do you actually have a map? 
I've got a map in my bag. I've oh, got cool. a phone. Like, I've got a Garmin on my wrist. I mean, um, is that sucker tacked well. out like an old-fashioned pirate map now? I mean, with the waypoints and yeah. bearings and everything? Because there's a difference so each, when you're I'm, looking at that sucker and shrinking yourself down and dropping actually into it. And the, yeah, are yeah. you going by your steps, time, or, 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 or miles? I do, I do all of it. So I go by kilometers. I've got steps. I've got my heart rate, my calories. I've got it all on there, man. Right. Because with steps, it's the easiest. How many steps? One more. Yeah. I got one more. I got to barely do one. And are you stepping back? Are you going to step back in where you stepped out? Like one footprint? Because if so, we'll have somebody go down there and bronze that someday, dude. <laughs> I mean, literally yeah. one foot going one way and one coming back in, right? I, I, I actually set I set off on a from a coffee shop because I love coffee, right? So oh yeah, well that I'll make where you my need way to put, back right? to that one. But I yeah. think you know, time time wise, I'm going to be walking till like September. Are you in the same pair of shoes? I'm, I'm on my fourth pair. Check. And, and what are you talking about? Like how how fast do you burn those out? Um, probably once every two two and a half months. That's going to be terrain dictates that as well too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I that. So, so you're like a British Forrest Gump. I'm basically Forrest Gump. Yeah. <laughs> well, basically. I'll have a red lawnmower, <laughs> and we'll, yeah, we'll have a, a southern-style yeah. mansion for you to, to, to move well, into. Well, because yeah. that's, I mean, with all of the different things you've done in your life, all of the different yeah. nuggets of your, you know, your different decades and everything, like, that is Forrest Gump. Yeah, it's inspiring, too. Yeah. And you actually do it better than Forrest did because you're walking. Which means you can have a conversation with somebody. Yeah. Oh man, like so they, I was, the people I, who do I, the I, jog I, and everything. Yeah, it sucks. People, but a lot of people, I, I'm doing it unsupported, right? So you know, people have support teams, and you know, there's there's famous people that I look up to, like Leveson Wood, a guy in England, and the, 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 you know, Bear Grylls. Oh, Bear, you know, yeah, people that, that guy. Yeah, he's awesome. So you know, I look up those guys, but they've got their film crew, their cameraman behind them, a lot of money behind them. Whereas it's just me, man, and uh, that is tough as well. Um, but I also appreciate that now because if I did have a support team, I'll be in a hotel every night. I wouldn't meet many people and I'll just be getting it done. Oh man. You get, hey, let me tell you something. You have a support team. You just don't know who they are yet. Yeah. They're, no, yeah, they're yeah, already yeah, lined yeah, exactly out on that, that map. You're I'm, in one of them's house right now. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, but when I, now it's all about the, uh, I'll continue to walk and I love walking. Um, but as I, humans, it's just all about the humans, man. And I, what I found is most humans, they want you to win. Yeah, and they'll try and help you in any way, be it money, coffee, hug. They will just try and help you, because a lot of the time, and a lot of people tell me, uh, I talk quite openly about mental health and life and death, and you know, people put me up, and I'm sat around their table. There was one girl, um, she was called Kirsty. Um, I actually visited the Royal Marine Base again on my walk, and w- which was very powerful for me. And uh, you know, at the time of my life, when I was working in the office, when I was feeling not good about myself, I'd no way be able to turn up to the headquarters of the Royal Marines, man. I would be like, no, I can't do that. I'm not, you know, I can't. Whereas on this walk, because I took control of my life, because I was every day stepping out and going forwards and action in my dream, I felt so powerful being on that base, man. And, and you know, all the, all the energy of the lads would, was just incredible. But there was a girl called Kirsty. she took me up put, took me in for the night and uh we were having conversation over dinner and she just said do you want to know why it is that i um i've put you up and i was like oh yeah i'd love to know that yeah and thank you by the way and she said well this february just gone so this would be august and last year she said february just gone my brother killed himself mm. and i was like damn like you know and and he didn't talk about it he just did it and and you talk about it so openly I, I admire that, and, and you remind me of my brother. 
And I just like nearly started crying. Like just thinking. <laughs> I'm crying. <laughs> like, and I've had so many messages from people. Uh, I've met so many people that have told me that a friend of a friend or themselves have had the suicidal thoughts and felt so rubbish about their lives. And, and I'm kind of a beacon of hope and light to them. And, and what I tell them now is, you know, a bad life, you know, a bad week, a bad day, a bad hour, a bad month. It doesn't make a bad life, man. Well, you don't ever judge your life by any other seconds like that or hours. Why hold on to that? I mean, you're talking about an hour is going to bother you or a week. and That's absolutely right. And the best thing about it when you're talking about your support team, there's a huge difference between you going out and picking them or you giving everything and God throwing them in your path. Mm -hmm. They're the the best to have. Because you, you'll, you'll, you, you know what we think. I was like, I think I had this one, man. But when you're going on that path by yourself and they just kind of show up at the right time, that's how you know the pattern's set. Honestly, so many people, so many times, I've been like, how has this happened? How have you found me right here? I'm in the middle of nowhere and someone just appears. And they're just so kind. And it, you know, in all forms and shapes and sizes. And it can only be, uh, you know, God or the, it could, it's, it's, it's a higher power. Man. Well, that's what that stag sign was for. That was to let you know that, man, right when you're in there freezing to death in the middle of nowhere, there'll be something creep up on you to help you, to give you something. Yeah. Yes. I, I fully, like, amen to that, man. Yeah. You know, I, I'm just so, it's hard work, um, you know, but what dream isn't, man? Is it though? After everything else that you've been through and that we've been through, man, it's, it's funny how our definition of what kicks our ass changes. Yeah, oh, man. Like, I mean, we're going through work, the court. Hard work getting around, yeah. but I, I, I know. So sometimes, like the last couple of weeks, have been very tough. Every single day, I've wanted to quit. Honestly, man, every single day, I've just thought, "Screw this, man. I'm just going to go be comfortable." But every single day, I've wanted to quit. Alongside that, I've never wanted to complete something so much in my life, man. Uh, and, and that's the kind of constant battle that you, you know you always have, and that's why I, I know I'll never quit. No, it's no, just no. not in my name. It's, it's it's to have those too. They they do happen. I'll sometimes I get so frustrated. I will walk outside. I'm like I'm quitting right now. I'm gonna quit. I'm quitting. I'll sit down <laughs> and I'll lay there for once for one minute and be like, well now what? Because exactly in the middle of damn nowhere, no one's gonna come get you. You're like, all right, I well, did quit, honestly, but I came back for a it's, second. It's exactly that. <laughs> I I kind of I, I know myself, man, and I know yeah, I won't that, let you. You know, like. If I did quit, I do play it out in my mind a lot. I know that it will feel good for a week and then I'll be sat somewhere or I'll be doing something and it will just come into my mind again. And it, I, 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 and I'm like, I'm going, I'm going back because what else will I do? Yeah. So in my mind, well, what else will I do? Sure. So I call that, get the, that's a, kind of like a Terminator battery. It's like, I mean, you can start thinking yeah. like, this sucks and all of a sudden it'll go down. Well, what happens is then all of a sudden these reels start playing in your head of, oh, honestly, of what'll yeah. happen. Yeah. Like, it's it's already there. It's like we, you know, you, yeah. this is your job, but I'm here to remind you what'll happen if you don't do it. All right. Yes. And that actually affects us worse. That pain it makes does. me feel worse than than the pain that's causing me to to think it. And that's I, the, that's it, that it, reminder. That, and and I, you know, it is painful, and you know, because it's a lot of kilometers, it's a lot of weight, and all that good stuff. But that to me is part of it, man. You know, if it was easy, everyone would do it. Yeah, and, that's, uh, that's, that's and they're not. Right there. And uh, I, you know, therefore, I can take the kind of the pride, but also I want to show people, you know, uh, the biggest message I want to spread to people is that no matter who you are, no matter what you've got or what you don't have, if you've got a passion and you action that passion, you can live the life that you want to live, not anyone else. You know, if I go back to the day of the walk, you know, if I go back to that week 
where I was worried about money and this and that. If I went to say, for instance, a bank manager, and I said, right, can you will, will you invest in me? Uh, and they look at the paper and be like, what have you got? Okay, you don't have a job, you don't have anywhere to live, and you don't have any money. No, we can't invest in you. That's going to happen for sure. But what they don't account for is that other piece of paper that's got my passion, resilience, determination, and just drive to create a life. And, and that's what I want people to focus on that one, not that one. And that's why I say to people, you know, we always, as humans, we all do it. You know, we all think to ourselves, yeah, I really want to do that. But we always think like, what's the worst that can happen? And I tell people, well, how about you think, what's the best that can happen? You know, what's the best thing that can happen if you do it? And that's my message to people now. Well, I have to tell you that um, my – I'm going to cry. I'm sorry. My sister – It's all good. I'm making my wife cry, dude. <laughs> sorry, bro. Sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> my sister, Gabby, has gone through a really hard time the last few months, and you've really inspired her. So thank you. Oh, man, it's a pleasure. Hey, there's a you bumper. guys inspire me, man. Like honestly, you guys inspire me. Honestly, I, I feel like a kid, man. When I knew you wanted to do the podcast, I can believe it. <laughs> you know? So there's a one of the girls has a saying around here, and there's a sticker I see at, at the property when I'm walking around. It says, "Not all who wonder are lost." And you said that when you That's start wondering around, man, that, <laughs> there's there's so much truth to that that um you, you kind of embody that. I mean, everything oh, that you're you. going through, man, you're not lost at all. Matter of fact, you're no, the one that sure. sets the path. A lot of times when you're in the position that you're in right now and you're having to walk it because no one else has, it's confusing. Yes. That's how you know you're in the right spot because that other party is the one that keeps pushing that so people can follow. Just yes. to be an inspiration, a guiding light to somebody in the darkness out in the middle of nowhere, walking around with nothing but your wits, right? And sheer determination yeah, to man. meet everyone around you. You don't think that people resonate with that? Like there's something coming oh, into my neighborhood is going to be walking down the street here in a minute and it's a good thing. Yeah, no, I because right know, now I'm, people are going through chaos and hell, and everyone, you know, they're, they're, everyone's locked into their mean mode. I, I don't ever talk smack about anybody because I can get back when I used to get pissed off. I know what that's like. Oh, mate, I, I used to be the same, man. I used to, you know, it's the marine in me, man. You know, you have a problem, you have a fight. You know, I didn't really give much, many, many no, people supposed to. That, that, you know? that part's just asleep, you know, right now. He's taking a break. So when we see that go down, you're delivering that too. I remember you were, oh. you said that, you know, I was sitting in there as a Marine doing this, and I, I talked to my buddies a lot, and they're saying, man, there's no d job to title or description out here for snipers and breachers and all that. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, not that title. But you take everything that goes into making that up, that th those skill sets, that's what you you need, the discipline that goes to to what we got yes. taught and to, deal, and to deal with it. Yeah, which is it's a, like a, a toolbox. Yeah, right? it's, yeah, it's a toolbox. Thank you. Just yeah, keep man. adding to it. We never get out. Like, we never, yeah. our, life is our academy. Like we yes. came down here and we're, we're stuck in here to learn how to live while we're dying. So everything we pick oh, up, we'll go use it for something else. So you honestly, just you like, never stop learning. Yeah, that's so true. You know, we are every day you're dying, man. And, yeah, uh, yeah. And no, and uh, I know people talk about it, you know, like people talk a lot about a lot of things, but I think when, I think Melanie mentioned it earlier about Thailand and for me, you know, I, I lived there for seven years and I didn't realize how Buddhist I was until I come home. Yeah. Uh, and then, no longer any you know temples around it's just churches and you know i love buddhism because it's about you you know you are the temple and you are the god and uh, you know and, and and the biggest kicker for me is you know if you make a mistake as long as you're sorry about that you can start again you know and, and I, that's what i really believe in 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 people um and, and like you said you got that toolbox but 
we're not getting out alive, man. And people don't realize that. It baffles me, but it's not my job to put that onto them. It's their job to go into the darkness and try and find that. But just know that, you know, we aren't getting out alive. So if you've got this passion or this, like everyone has a voice inside them, right? You spend most of your life talking mostly to yourself, that voice, that inner voice that you have. And just go for it, man. Like if you've got something you want to do, if you've got a passion, just get after it. That's why you're not supposed to worry about death because what doesn't get out of here is your body. Your body is yes. contained to the earth. This is where it's living. That, and you know that your body mm -hmm. and your mind, your spirit are separate because you can talk to yourself and do things without the body. Yeah, yeah. So if you're just worried about bringing this sucker into the next one, well, I'm sorry, there's something else over there. That's you get yep. you get a new one. It's always like wanting to bring your old car in, man. I'm trying to give you a brand new one. What do you? Why would you want that one? And while you're down here running through life's obstacle course, beat it to death. Get as much yes, out of that no, sucker I, as you no, possibly I, I, can, man, because it'll teach honestly, you. Honestly, like you got, <clears throat> you got to go all in, man. Go all in. Yeah. Do I even hold? I mean, I, we were always taught that. Don't show back up what you got issued. I mean, put the yep. put that sucker to the to the test. Because there's also beasted. getting your skill sets and not using them. I no. staying humble is a thing. It absolutely Always. is. But then there's staying so damn humble, you don't use your skill sets. And that, that, that can be worse. So there's a time and place to implore them and, and when, when we need it, and then just keep moving. Because we're never done. I mean, we just... Never. Uh, there's always something, man. But that's what, and again, that relates back to you know people that feel like they're too old. Or, you know, you're not old, man. Like, people aren't old. That, that's just a thing. You know, that oh, I've, I've been working this job for too long. I don't love it. Or, yeah, I'm just too old to start again. No, man. There's only one time in your life when you're too, you're done and that's when you're done, you know, like up until that point, up until that last breath in this body, you've still got time, man. Mm -hmm. You have everything you got. Do you journal Every... or are you just doing your Instagram? Say again. Do you journal? Um, I do. I start, I, I kind of try, I write, I write, I write, um, you know, my thoughts down poetry sometimes, which is random. I never thought I'd do that, but I do. Um, you know, part of being outside so much and walking with myself for so long, um, you know, you, you, I was always used to listen to music a lot and I still do, but I just like the sounds of nature, man. And uh, I've oh, always wanted to speak. You're not walking <laughs> alone, man. Yeah. No, no. And at I, I like at speak all. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just, I always write and I, you know, being outside and walking this path, it's made me very creative and you know, opened up a vessel within myself that I didn't know was there in regards to spirituality and creativity and just having a passion for life. It, it has to, it has to cycle like that for warriors. Like when, like the samurai, the, the, the way, the walk, this is the, this is the way. I mean, you, if you fight your whole life, you'll, you'll die that way. Yes. But most of the warriors, when they came back, you want a warrior in the garden. You don't want a gardener in the war. So when you come back and you the poetry, the painting, the writing, oh yeah, bro. I got I got into that too, which means it's it's yeah. a natural occurrence because we're not the guys who write poetry or journal. No. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm talking about. And I garden now. And, yeah, and I, I don't call it gardening. You know, I call it manual labor out with the in the field. But even like you know, Saturday night, I just picked up a pad that I've got in my bag and I just started writing poetry. I'm like, what is happening? But I'm just going with it, man. And then when I do it, I feel good. Marcus, um, for our wedding anniversary every year, he gives me a journal that he's written throughout the year. Wow. And we've been married for 11 years. We just had our anniversary. Um, Happy last, anniversary. Last weekend. Thank you. Thank you. And um, so I got my 11th book. And it's one ah. of the sweetest things ever. And um, 
it it is able i'm able to look back and literally relive our year because he'll write what we did that day or even what i was wearing that's right that ladies and gentlemen i write or... my wife a book every yes, year he does. <laughs> you're setting levels to people with it will be the one thing that i do brag about yeah you're calling people out actually what they're doing yeah know, women no. are gonna be like hey bro why didn't you do that for me yeah it's so oh, shit, i could care less i don't i'm not a uh I don't want a piece of jewelry. Yeah, there's a reason why I have yeah, to do this. Because okay, I don't let me, let me like get into jewelry. That. No jewelry, okay. no watches, no anything that most normal. <laughs> I'm not normal. Women have in a relationship, <laughs> husband, wife. I mean, like I would show up with the stuff that most people would freak out about and it would wind up collecting dust. Like earrings. And I don't man, wear I, any of that. Man. So I had to come up with that. I was like, what can yeah. I do? I mean, to, and I just it's kept kind it. Of, Melody's done good, right? Because, you know, materialistic stuff just goes, it's not very good anyway. Well, yeah. I didn't know that back in the day. Yes, obviously now it's great. That I realized now, that was a win-win. Man, you kidding? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I told him, I was like, just do something sentimental. Write me a note or something. I don't care. Um, yeah, but, but Marcus, and Marcus has written you a diary every day for a yes. year. That's next step. It's really awesome. But with you, if you start doing that, you would be surprised at the details that you forget, mm. like the things that, like this last weekend, I was looking back and reading um, over our year, and there were things that at the moment it seemed monumental, but over time I've forgotten about until I reread okay. it in the journal, and I was like, yeah. oh my gosh, I, <laughs> it made me laugh or even cry. I'm a I'm a crier. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know what? That's a good idea. You know. Yeah, it's, it's just something for you. Yeah, it's not just, a lot. Just, just like I little mean, nuggets. I'll, I'll walk that in day. something. I'll have it like the kid will do something. I'm like, my daughter just said this for the first time. I remember I wrote down, I like, my kid just asked me what the Wi-Fi password was. <laughs> Stuff like that. And it just starts stacking up, bro. If I oh. hear a quote or something powerful from somebody or yeah. I want so my good. kid to, and I, I'm yeah, going to start doing that, you know. I'll text my kid. I'll, I'll be on Instagram podcast. and I'll start like, right, people I'm, doing math problems. I'll text it to my kid and he'll be like, don't send me this stuff, dad. And I'll send him. <laughs> You know, kung fu stuff and, and, and like, hey, you're going to grow up to be a warrior. And I, I write that down for for them, but mm-hmm. she yeah. gets one every year. Yeah. So anyway, it might be something that you want to do just because yeah. you would be surprised. I, might, you know, I, I think I might do that because it's very, you know, normally when people would say it, I'd be like, oh, yeah, but the way you put it like that is very right. interesting. And on your journey, um, I mean, that's a, a journal or journey. I mean, it's just a little yeah. at the end of every day or when you're sitting down and it doesn't take, don't try and sit there and write pages. Cause that's, it's kind of like going into the gym or doing anything else, man. Start with one push up, write one, you know, shortest I am, right? Start with that sucker and just put the date in there. Captain's log. This is what happened. I saw, I stepped in dog crap today. We'll walk in and my blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and you'll, and, and those little things, I'm telling you, you'll read back on it and you'll sit there and read that. Like, why did I write that? And you're like, oh, but yeah. then it takes you back to yeah. what you were doing at that moment. And it's yeah. funny. I'm, I mean, I put it on my Instagram, but that's public, so I'm going to do it more privately. Sure. It? Well, if that thing goes down. Yeah, you never exactly. know. Pen and paper are the deal. That's a, yeah, yeah, that's something like Goggins would say, isn't it? Yeah. yeah I probably got that from you, right? Yeah, you know. I, coffee, I'm like, come on, bro. That freaking guy. <laughs> we love Gog- Goggins. Goggins is a good friend of ours, oh, so man. we love him. Well, thank you He's so amazing. much for coming on oh, our thank show. You. Honestly, and- yeah, thank well, you. This is just the midpoint, because we'll check in, on, yeah. I mean, a, a few times. What? What? Yeah, we'll 100%. Something and then where, when I'm done on my walk, I'd love to come see you guys and sit in the chair and do it. No, yes. no, no. That's probably not going to happen because I have to look at you every morning when I get up and find out where Walker's at. <laughs> Where's Paul Walker at? <laughs> <laughs> All right, tell me about Paul. I'm, you know, I'm missing this guy. Yeah. <laughs> no, we would love to have you out to Texas and we can... Uh, I look forward to it. It's actually We one can of walk the, around that thing. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. if you could walk the, um, around no, no, the United like, States, like, no, so how I, awesome would that be? I didn't bring you know that what? up because like, that's going to get me to have to do that. Like, wait a I've, second, I've never been to the States. It's the one place on my list. Oh, so what a pl- man, we can is it hard to do that? Like as a, um, is it hard to get a passport to come here? No, it's not. It's not. It's, it's easy actually because we've got you know, in in essence, of country wise, mm-hmm. England and the UK and, and America have got a good relationship, so it's actually easy. Oh. It's just that there's never been a reason, but I, you know, now's a good reason. To All come. right, so let me ask you a question. We, and we already went over this UK, England, and, and yeah, we don't understand yeah, like and, all and the Brit, do you call stuff. it? Do people get offended if you call them Brits, or is everyone is no, it, not at all? Brits is fine. The United Kingdom is the whole thing, the yeah, whole it's the thing. so United Kingdom is the four, right? So well, England, Scotland, Wales, and Ireland. Yeah, sorry, we do I know not, I got family members all over like there too. I just gotta five years of Texas history in our, <laughs> in our that's education. That's yeah, all we know about Texas we history. Don't know yeah, just Texas. I remember running to a kid, he was from, from, from we got a state called Vermont. I was like, hey man, do y'all have Vermont history? And they're like, what is that? <laughs> I, know. I asked him if they if they learned about Texas history in the other states. I didn't know that that, that they wouldn't learn that. We're yeah, raised right like in here in Texas, man. Texas is very prideful on very. where we come, like the state. Um, yeah. I'm originally from Louisiana, and I have very strong roots to Louisiana. And when we first met, he was like, don't tell people that mm. you're from Louisiana. Mm. Tell them you're Texan. Yeah. And I'm like, I am not doing that. I'm going to tell I'm people married outside that. my gene pool. You know, everyone's <laughs> freaking out in Texas. I'm married a Cajun. Yeah. But anyways, it, it, it happened. But no, I, I, I'm very excited to come see you guys. Yeah, we would love that. That'd be great. I'll just walk down first. What can our listeners do to support you? Yes, so they can go on to my Instagram, which is the Warrior Walker. And I, um, my sister was saying that you can like people can go on and buy you a cup of coffee. Yeah. So if you go onto my Instagram, so the handle's at the Warrior Walker, and then in my bio, so to speak, is the a link to a website, which is the website that I, I'm, I'm doing as I go. Uh, and on there, you can actually yeah, buy me a coffee. So if you fancy okay, so that, can, and if you can, people can front load the app or, or excuse me, see the map, and if they if you're going to walk into their area, they, it can be ready for you. You can see that. Yes. Yeah. Oh, wait, th- really? All right. So I so at the bottom of the website, when you click on that, there's a tracker, and at, at, at the bottom there's a map, and so then people can contact me due to that map and say we can put you so up. So if this gets so crazy and there's so many people and you got so many coffees and everything else and in between the towns, I don't want to get you in trouble by not taking advantage of. Uh, some of it, but we'll, we'll do whatever we yeah. can. We're obviously doing that, but we're going to send it out to everybody in the team and, uh, and get them checking out. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, man. So like, so reference supporting me, go, go on my Instagram. So at the warrior Walker, go on the website or even on your own Instagram, just share my pictures or profile and just write something. So people follow me, so to speak. Oh, don't worry about um, that partner. We're about to hook you up. Yeah, we'll do it. Thank you. <laughs> but, um, this has been honestly, man, I've been so nervous and excited about this weeks. And uh, it's just been a pleasure to finally get this done. Well, yeah, thank you. Absolutely. We'll be back no, soon, man. Like I said, guys. we're right, we're still in the middle of this, so we'll we'll check in. We'll be praying for you. Yes. All right, Bubba. Uh, uh, thank you. And uh, I, I look forward to meeting you. And just honestly, it's been a pleasure. God bless you, man. And I'm going to go and uh, go and get a cup of tea. <laughs> okay. <laughs> a hot cup of tea. <laughs> Thanks for listening to another episode of the Team Never Quit podcast. If you liked today's episode, make sure to share it with a friend and follow us on social media, teamneverquit.com slash social. We will see you guys next week.